Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Chief Justice Roberts has been meeting nonstop uh, with the marshals and others to see how they're going to find the culprit here. And, you know, God have mercy on their, their, that soul because the court will have none. Uh, this is the worst type of attack you can launch against the integrity of the United States Supreme Court. Nearly 100-page decision from one of the Supreme Court justices leaked out last night indicating that the court is set to overturn Roe versus Wade. Uh, so you got two stories here. A major change in one of the most controversial Supreme Court decisions in American history and an unprecedented leak that clearly was an attempt to intimidate or change the mind of justices, or at least put public pressure on them. Anyway, there's a lot to be said about that. We thought we'd talk to somebody who's actually in the world of law and has uh, you know, dealt with the Supreme Court. Tim, the lawyer. Tim Sandifer, who's vice president of litigation with the Goldwater Institute. He's an adjunct scholar with the Cato Institute, a graduate of Hillsdale College and Chapman University School of Law. Welcome to the show once again. Tim, how you doing, Tim? I'm just fine, and you know I'm going to be the I'm going to be the the naysayer here and say who cares? Okay, cool. About this leak, 
this leak thing is like they're they're making a big deal about how this is such a big you know it's uh, unprecedented and call the marshal and it, come on it, it's happened before it doesn't make that big a difference yeah it was leaked as a political measure somebody's going to get fired over it and that's about as far as the whole leak story goes you don't think an attempt to intimidate the justices with public opinion is a big deal Oh, sure it is, but there are attempts to intimidate the justices of political opinion, uh, political pressure all the time. You remember when uh, President Obama tried to do that in the State of the Union address and these sorts of things. And, you know, the, the effort to, to pack the court that's been popular among progressives in recent years is a far more dangerous threat to the court than the leaking of a, of a draft opinion. And, you know, as I said, this has happened before even Roe versus Wade was itself uh, leaked to the press in the 1970s. The Dred Scott opinion was leaked to the press in the 1850s. Other cases that we that are so unimportant that people don't even have never even heard of them have been leaked to the press before. Now, the reason why you don't want that to happen, the primary reason is not really so much pressuring the justices, although that can happen. It's mostly because some cases have a lot of economic or financial consequences, and it's not fair to give people kind of a, a foretaste of what the court's going to actually decide in those cases. But that's not the situation here. So if a justice is going to be pressured in right now over this, I think if a justice has gotten through to the point where he's on the U.S. Supreme Court, I don't think he's going to be pressured over something like this. Well, one would certainly hope not. As far as the ruling itself, uh, my feeling is, because I've taken a lot of information on this over the last however many hours, and uh, I was prepared for this. I was expecting to have this conversation in June, not in the you know early days of May, but... The polling you see that says 70% of Americans don't want Roe versus Wade overturned, I assume that most of those people think that means overturning Roe versus Wade would make abortion illegal, which it it does not. Yeah, they probably think that. All those kinds of polls should come with an asterisk that say 99% of Americans have never read a Supreme Court opinion in their lives. Uh, Well, that's definitely true, but this one's not that difficult to figure out, that overturning Roe versus Wade does not mean abortion is now illegal across the land it allows states to do what they want correct exactly states like california or other states that have um expressed protections for privacy rights in their state constitutions or they can amend their constitutions or their courts can interpret their constitutions as they choose and can protect rights even if the federal government doesn't protect those rights nothing about overturning over roe versus wade would make uh, abortion illegal per se now there are some states that have passed laws that say if roe versus wade ever gets overturned then abortion shall automatically become illegal in our state so in those states yeah roe, overturning roe would would cause would result in abortion being made illegal but the states could if they wanted to simply overturn those laws also so uh yeah that's correct overturning roe versus wade does not automatically render abortion illegal and uh, some of those states where they have those trigger laws, as they're called, in place, the overwhelming majority of the people want abortion to be illegal. So that's its own interesting yeah, political you know, issue. That's another thing, that's another thing you, you, that I've been seeing in the, in the news coverage of this is this is so undemocratic. Oh, the Supreme Court is, is an undemocratic. Look, whatever your position on abortion one way or the other, it is not rational to call the, this decision when it comes out officially, undemocratic. A lot of people voted for President Trump, even though a lot of people did so, even though they disliked him intensely, precisely because they wanted him to appoint justices to the Supreme Court to overturn Roe versus Wade. So you can criticize this opinion however you want, but calling it undemocratic 
does not make a lot of sense. That's a very that's a very good point. Um, so uh, I had another question on the actual abortion. Oh, so I feel like we've had this conversation 50 times in my talk radio career, probably with you and many other people. Is there a constitutional right as uh, framed by the founders for abortion? The Constitution protects liberty and it protects due process of law. And that last phrase, due process of law, means that the government cannot arbitrarily take away your rights or arbitrarily treat you in a certain in, in any way, take a, you know, put burdens on you or discriminate against you against you arbitrarily. So the question of whether the Constitution protects the, the right to an abortion depends on whether you think that falls within the word liberty, whether you think liberty includes that right, or whether you think banning abortion is an arbitrary or unjustified act by the government. And that's a question of political philosophy. And lawyers, nowadays, lawyers are afraid of political philosophy. The American founding fathers were not. They were perfectly open to the idea of lawyers and judges doing political philosophy. Nowadays, we think we're also scientific and rational, so we can't do that. And so we say, well, if it's not in the Constitution, it's not a right. You have to point to something in the Constitution in order to have that right. And yet the Ninth Amendment says that's the wrong way to read the Constitution. The Ninth Amendment says just the fact that something isn't written down on the paper does not mean that it's not a right. And so when answering the question of whether abortion is protected by the Constitution, you have to get into these philosophical debates that nobody wants to have nowadays. And that's why this is such a big controversy. Fortunately, we have a solution to us, open to us already, which is amend the Constitution. Or as we were talking about earlier, you can amend state constitutions in order to avoid or resolve these kinds of controversies in a way that's explicit. That's why we have an amendment process in case the Supreme Court does something that we think is philosophically incorrect. Hey, here's an open-ended question, but I think you'll uh, be able to pick up the ball and run with it. There's a sports term there, uh, there, Tim. Um, that would be baseball? <laughs> many sports you want to pick up the ball and run with, particularly football. Um, uh, what's the stupidest thing you've heard or seen tweeted in the last... <laughs> 15 hours. (laughs) Well, the idea that this is a major crisis in the confidence in the Supreme Court undermines the credibility of the Supreme Court as an institution, because the credibility of the Supreme Court depends on the rightness of its opinions, no matter what. Uh, All this stuff uh, is all just dressing games except for that. Whether, Whether they wear a black robe is not the basis of their credibility. Whether they have a marble building is not the basis of the credibility. And whether the opinion comes out in June or gets leaked to the press a month early does not change their credibility. Their credibility depends on whether their decisions are correct or not, and nothing can change that. If they have wrong decisions, then dressing it up with all the ceremonial sophistication and secrecy and stuff that we're talking about now isn't going to make any difference. And if their decisions are right, then it's not going to matter whether their opinions get leaked or not. You know, a lot of courts actually issued draft opinions before the lawyers go in to argue already. California trial courts do that. They will give you a draft opinion before you go into the courtroom to make your argument, and then you can say, well, this is the reason why your your preliminary opinion is incorrect, Your Honor, and so forth. Arizona courts of appeal do the same thing. So there's no reason why you can't have credibility as an institution just because the press got to see the draft opinion ahead of time. So I hope you're right about that, and I, I take that as good news because you know more about it than I do, and I hope you're right about that. So the stupidest thing I feel like I've heard, but because I'm not a lawyer, I don't know how to uh, you know completely explain it, is this idea that this decision is going to lead to overturning gay marriage and a number of other things, maybe interracial marriage and stuff like that. 
I don't think that that's an unreasonable position to take, actually, because the rights. Uh, now, I don't think that anybody is in the market for overturning gay marriage, but I do think that the argument for uh, uh, saying that the Constitution does not protect abortion rights because the uh, because the word abortion doesn't appear in the Constitution. Well, there's lots of things that don't appear in the Constitution. And if we're if that's our rule, that it has to be in the Constitution for it to be a right, then we actually don't have any rights. In a few minutes, I'm going to get in the car and I'm going to get on the freeway and exercise my unenumerated right to drive a car on the freeway. If that's not in the Constitution, it's not a right, right? No, that's nonsense. So it is true that if we follow the logic of if it's not in the Constitution, it's not a right, then a lot of the freedoms, including gay marriage, that we take for granted nowadays are indeed on the chopping block. Uh, I get, I get your, come I, up with some other argument. I get your point completely, Tim. I get your point completely, but that's not the way it was being presented on cable news last night. It was oh, hair yeah, on fire. That, We're a week away yeah. from gay people having to hide that they're married once again. Yeah, I, I, that's silly. I don't think that anybody, even in the Republican Party, except for some very strong stalwarts, really are aiming to try and overturn and, and dissolve existing same-sex marriages and that sort of thing. I don't think that's in the cards. But as a constitutional matter, we do need to keep in mind that if we say that rights not in the Constitution aren't rights, then there's a lot of freedoms that, that we agree are protected by the Constitution that would then be at risk. This is not a law question, but is there any calming things back down? Is there anything getting back to, I don't know, the way things used to be not that many years ago? Or is that just, is, am I just you out know, of luck on that? It's 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 a nostalgic illusion. The way things used to be was every bit as controversial and scary as today is. The world was was if anything, it was scarier in what nineteen fifty when the Soviets were were aiming nukes at us. In in eighteen fifty, in seventeen fifty, every generation has its crises and its controversies. No, I want I want like but I I want nineteen ninety six back. That's what I want. I I get you about the fifties and the eighteen fifty. I want nineteen ninety six back. Honestly, Jack, I would settle for 2010. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 2010 would be fine. You know, I was doing a show every day in 2010. Joe and I were. We, 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 it was much calmer. Anyway, we appreciate well, you. I, Go ahead. I do think that, that tempers are ratcheted up, and there is only one solution for that in the long run, and that is to respect everybody's rights and stop trying to tell other people how to live their lives. If you follow that rule... You'll have a lot more peace in the world, but nobody wants to do that except you and me. <laughs> um, appreciate you coming on on short notice today on this giant story. Tim Sanderford, follow him on Twitter. He's a great follow. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Jack. Yeah, you follow him, you'll learn a lot about a whole bunch of different topics. Uh, stay with us. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. This leak thing is like they're they're making a big deal about how this is such a big, you know, it's uh, unprecedented and call the marshal and it, come on, it, it's happened before. It doesn't make that big a difference. Yeah, it was leaked as a political measure. Somebody's going to get fired over it, and that's about as far as the whole leak story goes. So we are discussing Elon Musk has bought Twitter, and it is the end of the world. Oh no, we're on to a different. It's the end of the world story this this week. I'm sorry, we 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 had to update our end of the world stories. Proving, if nothing else, that the world is very persistent. <laughs> it refuses to end. 
That was Tim Sandifer, Tim the Lawyer, who was just on a little bit ago, uh, running against the current, as Tim is wont to do, and that the leak out of the Supreme Court is not a big deal, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I apologize for not being there for the conversation with Tim. I'm working from my home studio, as I am wont to do, and uh, once every thousand days or so it develops this uh, outrageous glitch, and I have to that's, run to an alternate occasion or location. That's what Joe claims, but he ate uh, raw, raw oysters again last night. I don't know why you just keep doing that. but uh... So delicious and salty. <laughs> mm. But yes, there's been a series of explosions down below. No, it was an electrical issue, connectivity. Anyway, uh, so I want to make make it sure that I uh, I want to make it clear. I'm taking a very, very respectful tone in disagreeing with something Tim said, because I would have liked very much to have engaged him in person, obviously. And that is, uh, I think Tim, for all of his brilliance and knowledge of history, underestimates the anger and stupidity of mobs sometimes. And the wholesale leaking of a draft is unprecedented or extremely rare, okay? And in the modern day, with 24-hour social media connectivity, every decision is now prone to being leaked. If they if they can't cap this, I mean, because the leak culture, the look-at-me, look-at-me culture, the look-what-an-insider-I-am culture tends to just increase. It has in every other department. So I'm picturing the very near future, virtually every draft decision being leaked and every aspect of it being the subject of mob uh, anger and violence and online diatribes and fundraising and chanting and rallies. And that that has a terrible, terrible effect on the process of reaching consensus, whether it's a, uh, a negotiation where your opening offer becomes public and everybody starts screaming about, well, he wanted that. Other workers don't get that. When it's just a very rough draft. And I just think it will turn every decision into a raging street battle from the moment the oral arguments are heard until the decision is, is, uh, is unleashed. Yeah. That's I, my I think the growing feeling among the fringes on both sides of burn this thing down. Because whatever comes out of burning this thing down, and this thing being, you know, uh, whatever institution they're angry at at the time, uh, the thing that will grow up out of the burning down the institution will be better for our side, which, um, you know, the history of the world doesn't indicate that that's the way it usually works. Yeah, practically automatically. Of course, if you tear it down, what rises up is better. Study the history of revolutions in the world. Ooh, that's not the case. Good NBC story that I just came across. Joe Biden's legal judgment in 1973. That's right. Joe Biden was a freaking U.S. senator when Roe versus Wade was decided. That's hilarious. Anyway, Roe Biden's Joe Biden's considered legal judgment in 1973 was that Roe versus Wade was wrongly decided and was bad constitutional law. He just tweeted a little bit ago that he is unhappy with the Supreme Court ruling and they need to work to blah, blah, blah. Flip-flopping and or hypocrisy knock yeah. me down with a feather. I will give you a break on changing your mind after 45 years. However long he's been uh, talking about this. Good Lord. Yikes. Oh, how is the current president possibly was a senator when the ruling came out originally? That, can, that Let me check the math. That can't be true. Armstrong and Getty.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Since 2021, more than 689,000 migrants have evaded capture and are now illegally in the U.S. Officials in Piedras Negras, Mexico, tell us they don't have the resources to handle the surge. Fifty yards across the Rio Grande River, officials in Eagle Pass, Texas, say they, too, are strained. Congressmen up there, people up there in Washington, they're the ones that need to do this. They're the ones that need to help us. We need help. Well, you talk about a bipartisan agreement. There's one. Everybody on both sides of the aisle says, you know, Congress really needs to deal with this. And then I heard, I think it was Jim Jordan, Brett Baer put that to him, that uh, fact. And Jordan said, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. But in an election year, it's just poison. And it's always an election year. Um, we got we got a text about uh, the the abortion stuff, which we'll get back into a little bit later. But a long text talking about what. Tim said earlier in the hour, and they ended with, the world may end before you get this message. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, no kidding. The constant, part of it is just the tone. The tone everybody takes all the time of this is the biggest thing that's ever happened. You would think that we would, like, we would get just, that we, wouldn't, we would lose the ability to do that. You're just out of fatigue at some point. I mean, from Trump coming down the elevator or whenever it started, the never-ending, this is the biggest thing that's ever happened every two days on a different topic is so exhausting. If you're in a crowded room and everybody's talking, the only way to be heard is to shout. You know, I, at the risk of going all philosophical on y'all, 
Uh, the the democratization of media, which has had some great, great uh, effects. Uh, it's been a great development in a lot of ways. It's also, though, I mean, there, there have been a couple democratizations of m- media, but uh, when social media got added into the mix now, everybody is talking loud all the time. The only way to be heard is to screech like a lunatic, and I'm not sure how we move beyond that. I'm really not. Uh, but back to the topic of uh, immigration, just briefly, I found this tragic comic. The Department of Homeland Security uh, in the last year has spent $72 million on the border wall. Well, kind of. They've spent $72 million to avoid building any new portions of the border wall. They've needed that money to deal with excess supplies, canceling contracts, paying penalties, etc. That's right, folks. $72 million in costs to not build the wall. And while President Biden has certainly not asked for any new border wall money, he's sitting on as much as $2.5 billion, billion, that Congress previously allocated for it, but which remains unspent. Meanwhile, you've got the just the utterly phony and somewhat creepy. We agreed on this before the show. Alejandro Mayorkas, uh, the Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, he's just got like, uh, I, well, I'll, I'll, let me put it to you like this. If he was on the, uh, what's what's the show with the uh, the DNA, the crime show that ruined uh, all the juries? Uh, DHS, CHP. Uh, <laughs> CSI. <laughs> CSI, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> If Mayorkas was on CSI, I'd be I'd say to Judy, that's the guy who did it right there. <laughs> that's the guy who's hanging outside the junior high girls locker room, if you know. What oh, I mean. my yeah. God. I'm not saying Mr. Oh Mayorkas himself God. would ever even consider doing anything. He's just got a bit of a creepy aspect to me. Me walking from the microphone is me distancing myself. <laughs> no, no, no. I, he's an odd like, his manner. I don't like his manner. It's creepy. It's like he's hiding something all the time. He looks weird. Uh, he sounds weird. And, and his department just put out that statement saying, we are successfully dealing with a crisis at the border that was dropped on our lap by the dismantled system of the old. I mean, my God, I, I have no faith that Republicans are going to turn things around and make, uh, make America great again, honestly. Um, but by golly, get the Democrats out of power as quickly as humanly possible. This is kind of fun. Yeah, that's what we need. Fun. Well, it's fun about a not fun topic, but so these have all come out and just in a row. So if you go way, 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 way back to nineteen seventy three, Joe Biden, who was already a senator, a US senator. Fifty years ago <laughs> next year. <laughs> wow. He believed that Roe versus Wade was wrongly decided. And was bad constitutional law. That's what Joe Biden thought in 1973. Then you go forward a little ways. And in 19... Let me get the next one in here. Oh, did I not screen capture that? Because in 1982... Okay, in 1982... Thank you, Gladys. You're really, really on the harp today. Don't give yourself carpal tunnel. That's probably enough for today. In 1982, Joe Biden proposed a constitutional amendment that would overturn Roe versus Wade. And allow wow. states to and allow states to choose their own policies on abortion. He proposed a constitutional amendment as a U.S. senator to do what the um, what the court looks like it is going to do 
And then today he is out with an opinion that it's just awful what is happening. And uh, President Biden has released a statement today defending the right to abortion after political publisher draft. He stands by Roe versus Wade, blah, blah, blah. So he has multiple times in his long political career tried to overturn Roe versus Wade. And uh, now it's not whatever. You know, I've changed my mind about things in the last sure. 50 years, too. Yeah, sure. Back then, I thought I was going to be a professional hockey player. Now I think the odds of that are very slim indeed. Um, and, and I suppose they're the, the, because the question will be asked. Hey, he, he proposed changing the Constitution to get rid of Roe v. Wade. Uh, Jen Psaki will just say, hey, he changed his mind. And, you know, honestly, fair enough. 50 years. <laughs> sure if it's been mentioned so far but uh, there are 31 states that have already passed trigger laws meaning if roe versus wade is overturned here's the new law in this state mm-hmm. 14 of them would make it uh, more difficult to obtain an abortion at least during certain uh, points of the pregnancy 17 of them would make it easier or yeah. enshrine the protections of roe versus wade anyway i'm glad you brought that up uh, i meant to because we've talked about this so many times but yeah california for instance where i live has a trigger law but all last night and this morning as i'm watching the lefty news channels they keep talking about the trigger laws where it'll immediately become illegal and not mentioning the trigger laws in the other states where they will immediately allow it okay so the states get to decide it all right so I don't look to Europe for much. Uh, maybe uh, wine uh, now and again, an exciting vacation destination someday. Judy and I have been talking about it our entire marriage and haven't done it yet. Uh, but I don't look to them really for legal precedent, as some people do, or how we ought to be running our society like those enlightened Europeans. On the other hand, as has been pointed out before on this show, the most restrictive abortion uh, laws that have been passed thus far, including the Mississippi one, which is uh, the the one before the court and all this turmoil is about, uh, all of those super restrictive laws are almost exactly what is uh, the law in most of Europe. After 16 weeks or 15 weeks, no, we're not so comfortable with it because it's a baby. And there are special circumstances, and those will be decided by the state legislatures uh, according to the will of the voters, which is why I'm in favor of overturning Roe v. Wade. I think it was a terrible, terrible mistake that the law of the land was decided by uh, on an issue this divisive and touchy by a bunch of berobed sages whose philosophies change every few years instead of people weighing it talking to each other, petitioning each other, talking to their, their elected leaders, and then letting the will of the people be heard. Um, so, so, anyway. Um, one of the criticisms last night was, so five men are going to decide what women should do with their bodies, with the response being, well, five men decided it before and you were happy with it, so what? <laughs> right, right. Any Any weapon. <laughs> Any weapon at hand, they'll use it. Yeah. Got some more interesting angles on this, among other things. And, of course, you can always text Amber Heard looking good in the courtroom today. She's testifying this week in the whole Johnny Depp, Amber Heard nonsense where you get two crazy people claiming the other person's crazier than they are. Oh, she's crazy hot. There's a comma in there. Crazy hey. and hot. Hey, guys. Hey, crazy hot. You want to complicate your life? Life too easy for you? Life too smooth sailing for you? <laughs> Start dating Amber Heard. Sounds like a good idea. When was the last time you were truly, deeply miserable? Have you considered dating a crazy hot chick? (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, boy. Uh, we got more on the way with our... Uh, well, but if you ever miss an hour of the show, if you want to, if you missed Tim the Sandifer's opinion on this, which ran counter to most of what you're hearing, uh, certainly on the right, um, you can grab the podcast anytime at armstrongandgetty.com. It's called Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Keep all eyes on lane eight. Getting in the blocks and all is Lester Wright, the 100-year-old man. There they are off. Let's go. Lester Wright is coming down hard in lane eight. The man from Shore Athletic Club, 100 years young, takes the 100-meter title. Lester Wright goes 26-34. Alex, do you think you'll be running 100 meters in 26 seconds? What, 70 years from now? I can only hope, Gordon. <laughs> I can only hope. So was that race entirely 100-year-olds, or who was involved in that, Michael? It was other seniors, but um, still, 26 uh, seconds for 100 meters at 100 years old. I could beat him. <laughs> wow, congratulations. I'll bet you could beat him in a boxing match, too. Is that next? Sick. So, you know, I know they have age categories. Something tells me they have 90-plus. I doubt they have triple digits. You just wouldn't get enough people. No, you wouldn't. Wow, 26 seconds. I wonder if I could do that. I'm not very nimble. Oh, sure, you, surely you could. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I got two fake hips. Yeah. I, I I haven't run more than like a dozen strides in five years. Oh, I was playing tag with the kids yesterday. Dead on sprints all over the the park. I'm still very fast. 
I'm not oh, good for you. I'm gonna I'm gonna race that hundred year old. Show him who's boss. You know that is kind of handy, especially around the radio ranch where bums and junkies uh, mm. reign supreme, and you might have to run for your life. Something I've thought about more than once. I probably can't outfight them anymore, and I sure as hell can't outrun them. So since we've come on the air, which has now been about two hours, there have been a number of uh, angles to the whole Roe versus Wade leak from the Supreme Court story that have emerged that I'm looking forward to talk to to talk about kicking off maybe hour three. Um, how it's going to be used, everything gets used politically, right? How it's going to be used politically, perhaps going forward regardless. And uh, it could be major. It could be major. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that discussion. Uh, please do join us. If you can't, grab Armstrong and Getty on Demand, our famous podcast later on in the day. like this headline from the New York Times. I think they're right. The era of cheap and plenty may be ending. Good. Talking uh, supply chain, uh, pandemic stuff, uh, inflation, et cetera, et cetera. I'll read you a bit of it, then we can discuss. For the past three decades, companies and consumers benefited from cross-border connections that kept a steady supply of electronics, clothes, toys, and other goods so abundant it helped prices stay low. And so crappy they weren't worth two cents. Uh, Yeah, and uh, I have uh, more weighty problems with it than that, but we'll get to that in a second. Economists are debating whether recent supply chain turmoil and geopolitical conflicts will result in a reversal or reconfiguration of global production, in which factories that were sent offshore move back to the United States and other countries that pose less of a political risk. Decades-long decline in the prices of many goods would come to an end or even go in the other direction, perhaps. Since around 1995, durable goods like cars and equipment have tamped down inflation because they've gotten cheaper uh, relative to inflation. Prices for non-durable goods like clothing and toys have often grown only slowly. Trend began to change, blah, 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 pandemic. And then they quote uh, Jerome Powell um, on the shift away from globalization, it would certainly be a different world. It might be a world of perhaps higher inflation, perhaps lower productivity, but more resilient, more robust supply chains. Ah, interesting point, Mr. Powell, and one I agree with. First of all, uh, go ahead, Jack. Do you, have, you want well, to jump the, in there? The cars are better than they've ever been, but all that other stuff, toys and clothes and electronics, are just crap. Just crap. Yeah, they function, but they're not nearly the same quality. Um, so to, to Powell's comment, that's the way I'm looking at this. And, and your overarching thought needs to be, we all get used to a certain circumstance, like the current global, or the, well, current as of three years ago, global supply chains and the rest of it. And you start to feel like this is the way it's always been, and this is the way it always will be, and the way it always must be, which is crazy if you look at history at all in fact that's the one thing i can guarantee you is not true (laughs) you know i can prove that negative this too shall pass everything goes away except the earth and the sky according to kansas dust in the wind 1976 i don't know dust in the wind 74 anyway uh so it's pretty clear to me that the crack of cheap Chinese manufacturing was like crack itself 
It made you feel good for a while, but it started to ruin your life, especially with uh, Xi Jinping and, and the fact that the Chinese have no intention of reforming whatsoever. We are headed for something different, and it's not going to be awful. You still have the manufacturing know-how and might of the Western world, Europe. You have a lot of good, uh, solid, fairly well-governed countries in this hemisphere with all sorts of cheap labor that are not going to go hardcore communist on us. So, uh, you know, yeah, it's going to be kind of rough for a while and uncertain. And and like a crack addict, we're gonna, there's going to be a fair amount of throwing up and peeing in the bed uh, as we decouple from China. But we'll, we'll find a way. We'll figure it out. The free market always does. And And you know what? Honestly, to be free of China having us by a choke chain around our neck, that that seems like a great idea. And if crappy, crappy toys are 20% more expensive, well, then your kid will get three things under the tree for Christmas and not five. Or you'll buy one $12 screwdriver that lasts you the rest of your life instead of a whole bunch of $3 screwdrivers that when you turn them, the little thing just wears off. Yeah, it's a, it's a race between the screwdriver and the screw, which will strip first. Yeah, great. <laughs> Paying a nickel for that's overpaid. Exactly. Exactly right. Oh, boy. So. I didn't realize this until a mechanic friend of mine pointed it out, because I'd been using cheap wrenches my whole life. Their quality control is so bad that they don't fit. So they're just a little big or a little tight, if you've ever had that <laughs> with wrenches. Whereas if you buy, like, quality wrenches, they fit exactly right, and it works so much better. Yeah, yeah and I'd say in the world of wrenches, not being the uh, the fraction of an inch you claim to be is kind of a big deal. It is a very big deal. Now, come on, Reminds China! Reminds me of the old saying, the old uh, internet meme, you only had one job. That's to be a quarter of an inch. <laughs> Something you said about the times changing uh, reminded me of this cartoon I just was sent by a doctor. A doctor actually sent this to me, doctor friend. It's an old-timey doctor with an obviously struggling patient, and he says, the third leech isn't working. Better give him another booster leech. <laughs> 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 times change is the point. Oh, boy, I think that's a, that's an unfortunate. That's a disinformation and or misinformation. The lady singing Mary Poppins song is going to put that doctor in the who's gal. Going to put him in the federal pen. Deserves to be there, too. Never let a crisis go to waste the way at least one side is planning to use this moment around the Roe versus Wade decision. We'll get to kicking off hour three. It's pretty interesting politics, and uh, I could see it actually happening. Um, what I had another point to make. Uh, oh, so we had Tim uh, Sanford, Tim the lawyer, on earlier. He didn't think the leak was a big a big deal. Um, I am uh, I'm closer to thinking it's a big deal than that. But he did tweet out something last night that I 100% agreed with. He said, "Does anybody actually think the Met Gala ball is is something to pay attention to? No. The amount of press coverage that gets." As a ratio to people who have any idea what it is, give a crap about it at all, even remember it exists, is quite astonishing. Yeah, I think it's a great example of how weird a little subculture the media elite are. Yeah. No kidding. It's something that happens in Manhattan. That's the furthest I've ever looked into it, because I don't care. But they all get super dressed up, and then every year when it happens, all the pictures of the you know stars and starlets of America... Uh, in their fanciest clothes come out. Elon Musk was there, though. I thought that was interesting. 
He's, mm. he's not a Kardashian or Nicki Minaj. He's the richest person in the world and now owns Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, a lot of interesting tweets over the topic of the day. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.